Hello, and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan, and it's a pleasure to have you here. It is July 2nd, and we will be reading paragraphs 1427 through 1434 today. And we are in the middle of the Sacrament of Reconciliation. We begin, as always, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Roman numeral 3, the conversion of the baptized. Jesus calls to conversion. This call is an essential part of the proclamation of the kingdom. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. And the church is preaching. This call is addressed first to those who do not yet know Christ and his gospel. Also, baptism is the principal place for the first and fundamental conversion. It is by faith in the gospel and by baptism that one renounces evil and gains salvation, that is, the forgiveness of all sins and the gift of new life. Christ's call to conversion continues to respond in the lives of Christians. This second conversion is an uninterrupted task for the whole church who, clasping sinners to her bosom, is at once holy and always in need of purification and follows constantly the path of penance and renewal. This endeavor of conversion is not just a human work, it is the movement of a contrite heart, drawn and moved by grace to respond to the merciful love of God, who loved us first. St. Peter's conversion after he had denied his master three times bears witness to this. Jesus' look of infinite mercy drew tears of repentance from Peter, and after the Lord's resurrection, a threefold affirmation of love for him. The second conversion also has a communitarian dimension, as is clear in the Lord's call to a whole church, repent. St. Ambrose says of the two conversions that in the church there are water and tears, the water of baptism and the tears of repentance. Roman numeral four, interior penance. Jesus' call to conversion and penance, like that of the prophets before him, does not aim first at outward works, sackcloth and ashes, fasting and mortification, but at the conversion of the heart, interior conversion. Without this, such penances remain sterile and false. However, interior conversion urges expression and visible signs, gestures, and works of penance. Interior repentance is a radical reorientation of our whole life, a return, a conversion to God with all our heart, an end of sin, a turning away from evil with repugnance toward the evil actions we have committed. At the same time, it entails the desire and resolution to change one's life with hope in God's mercy and trust in the help of his grace. This conversion of heart is accompanied by a salutary pain and sadness, which the fathers call animi cruciatus, affliction of spirit, and compunctio cordis, repentance of heart. The human heart is heavy and hardened. God must give man a new heart. Conversion is first of all a work of the grace of God, who makes our hearts return to him. 
Restore us to thyself, O Lord, that we may be restored. God gives us the strength to begin anew. It is in discovering the greatness of God's love that our heart is shaken by the horror and weight of sin and begins to fear offending God by sin and being separated from him. The human heart is converted by looking upon him whom our sins have pierced. Let us fix our eyes on Christ's blood and understand how precious it is to his Father. For, poured out for our salvation, it has brought to the whole world the grace of repentance. Since Easter, the Holy Spirit has proved the world wrong about sin, i.e., proved that the world has not believed in him whom the Father has sent. But this same Spirit who brings sin to light is also the consoler who gives the human heart grace for repentance and conversion. Roman numeral five, the many forms of penance in Christian life. The interior penance of the Christian can be expressed in many and various ways. Scripture and the fathers insist above all on three forms, fasting, prayer, and almsgiving, which express conversion in relation to oneself, to God, and to others. Alongside the radical purification brought about by baptism or martyrdom, they cite as means of obtaining forgiveness of sins, efforts at reconciliation with one's neighbor, tears of repentance, concern for the salvation of one's neighbor, the intercession of the saints, and the practice of charity, which covers a multitude of sins. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com, and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all, and may these teachings handed down by the apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.